What is the future for Israel? It appears today that Israel has no hope. It is a tiny nation the size of New Jersey with only 6 million Jews, and it's trying to exist in an area where it's surrounded by 22 Arab nations with over 300 million people who are determined to destroy it. Does Israel really have any hope? Or is it doomed to annihilation as a nation and extinction as a people? Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, Here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Last week, I shared with you a number of interviews I made with Bible prophecy experts regarding their opinions as to what is the most amazing prophetic development in the world today. Most of them pointed to the regathering of the Jewish people from the four corners of the earth and the reestablishment of their nation. If you missed that program, you can find it on our website at lamblion.com. It is also posted on many other internet sites like hischannel.com, lightsource.com, and youtube.com. This week, I want to continue with those interviews of Bible prophecy experts, and my question to them will be what does the Bible say about the future of Israel? Is the nation going to continue to exist, or is it doomed to extinction? Let's consider their answers. Well, there's some difficult things, and then there's some good things. Uh, the, the difficulty that's predicted, Zechariah 14, verse 2, and other passages predict all the nations will come against Israel in the last days, so she won't have a, a single friend, which would even include the late great United States of America, sadly, as we have been a faithful ally to Israel. We even see the political climate shifting on that. But Israel at that point then reaches out to the only friend that extends the olive branch to her, which is the Antichrist, and gives her a temporary peace. But then the Antichrist replicates what the Jews well remember in their history from the days of Antiochus, the desecration of the temple. And so that point he betrays them. And uh, the Jewish eyes, I believe, at that point are largely opened, where they realize, wow, this guy's not our Messiah. Our Messiah came 2,000 years ago. And that's where the blessings start, because Jesus will save them out of that time of distress. And through that nation, he will fulfill every single promise he ever made to them. So there's some difficult days ahead, but there's a, there's a, the story ends happily. They are going to face some dark days, uh, according to Bible prophecy, from here uh, forward. They're regathering back into the land. Uh, there is a thing called the tribulation coming up. There is going to be a signing of a treaty uh, that allows them to go back and use the Temple Mount. Uh, that will be a, a, a terrible dark time for them. Midway through that tribulation, war is uh, going to predominate, and two-thirds of them will perish, according to Zechariah. Uh, but one-third of them will make it through that tribulation, and they will be those that I believe I've mentioned a moment ago will look at him whom they have pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And the Bible says in Romans eleven twenty-five that in that day all Israel will be saved when they 
Look on him whom they have pierced and say, Baruch Abba, Bashem Adonai. All of the blessing in the universe will turn, or the cursing in the universe will turn to blessing. And it all is wrapped up in the history of the nation of Israel and the future involvement of the nation of Israel concerning blessing the Lord. And their, uh, their blessing will continue on into the millennium. They will become exactly what God invented them to do. That's be kings, priests, and so forth, and representatives of the Lord. And we will bear, be there at glorified bodies alongside of them executing the plan of God with a Jewish Messiah named Yeshua. King of kings and Lord of lords over the whole world. I cannot wait. Well, I'm looking for three major, maybe four major events. I believe there will be a concluding Arab-Israeli war described in Psalm 83, prophesied. I believe that that would be followed by the Gog of Magog invasion of Ezekiel 38-39. Both those would be predominantly Muslim wars, major wars coming against Israel, different reasons and things like that, but that's they're sequential. And then Israel is going to build a temple. And that's a big thing that's going to happen over there. And then ultimately, there's going to be a confirmation of a false covenant with the Antichrist. We're told this in Daniel 9. And uh, there will ultimately lead to the tribulation period where the Antichrist will attempt a final genocide of the Jews. We're told in Zechariah 13.8 that it will be hor- hor- horrible. Two-thirds of the Jews will be cut off. But a faithful remnant of a third of the Jews will come through that and they will go into the Messianic kingdom and there will be an Israel in the Messianic Kingdom. Our friend Bill Salis wrote his book, Israel Stein, and based on Psalm 83. A lot of us have looked at Psalm 83 wondering about its uh, possible fulfillment. Uh, if Bill is right on this, then Israel is going to be attacked by Uh, those nations and groups that are adjacent to its borders. People like Hezbollah and Islamic Jihad and Hezbollah, they still are big-time trouble, and they're financed by, of course, Iran, which leads the list of nations in Ezekiel 38. So many prophecy teachers wonder, is there going to be a preliminary conflict from Psalm 83? by nations that want to cut off Israel from being a nation? I suppose it's possible, or it may be another description of Armageddon. Uh, Many Bible prophecy teachers, including myself, uh, we seem to know everything when we started over 50 years ago, (laughs) and now we wonder what we do know. Personally, I know that uh, half of Jerusalem is going to be taken, uh, women raped, uh, plenty of children killed, but they won't be completely destroyed. Even the time of Jacob's trouble, God says, even in spite of that, he will never cut them off. He will never forget his everlasting covenant. So I personally think Israel's probably going to be attacked soon. But I believe God is going to supernaturally intervene. And uh, it appears it will be the Messiah himself who, according to Isaiah 63, will trample the winepress of God's wrath all by himself. I like that uh, uh, that question as well because uh, the Bible says regarding Israel, the Apostle Paul said in Romans uh, 11.26, 
He said that all Israel shall be saved. Now, what I like about that is uh, even though Israel will go through a season of testing in the future, God has a plan by which national Israel will come to a saving knowledge of Christ. Uh, what I love about that so much is that uh, as Israel go through her season, the Bible calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. The end result of her going through the tribulation is that she's going to cry for Messiah. So what I like about that, the end result of, of the house of Israel will be salvation. There's no doubt, first of all, that there is war on the horizon with Israel. Uh, whether you are one of those who believes the coming Psalm 83 war or the Magog war, uh, you know, uh, there's definitely going to be war. But here's what we know for sure. Israel's going to win. Israel will win whatever war is coming because the Bible is absolutely clear that they are going to be there until the Lord returns. The very last verse of Scripture in the book of Amos, you know, and I like the fact that God put this right at the end of the book. It's like it's the final word. And it, God says, I will plant them upon their land and they will no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. Several things are going to happen to the nation of Israel. They're going to continue to nationally reject Jesus as their Messiah. One day they're going to accept Him, but that's going to be a while down the road. Uh, I also look for a growing estrangement uh, between the nations of the world and Israel. And most unfortunate, I believe, is the fact that our own country is going to grow in its estrangement uh, uh, from Israel. We have uh, uh, policies going back several administrations that uh, uh, force Israel to do things that uh, they don't want to do and things such as the giving up of land that God has directly said that they are, uh, no one is to force them to do. So there's an estrangement that's, that's going to grow. Also, after the taking out of the church, Israel is going to undergo what we commonly call the, the persecution and tribu of the tribulation period. That's going to happen. And when that is over, toward the end of it, Israel nationally is going to recognize that Jesus, the one that they call that man in a derogatory way today, uh, they're going to accept Him. Uh, they're going to recognize Him. And they're going to say that, yes, He was and He is our Messiah. The way I understand in Scripture, in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 2, the nations that share the border with Israel uh, will attack Israel and I feel it'll be very soon. They will attack it in unison. And Israel and IDF will have a great victory. They'll, uh, according to Isaiah, they will uh, expand their borders. That's why the Jews like to call it the battle of restoration. And, and in fact, it even says that they'll be speaking Hebrew in the streets of Egypt. <laughs> and um, also, uh, Syria will be out of uh, the picture and not long after that, it looks to be that uh, Zechariah, Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, Gog and Magog will take place. And they will not be prepared uh, as well for this one. And so God will take on the victory himself. And then after, some time after that, uh, according to uh, uh, Zechariah chapter uh, 12, verse 3, all the nations... In fact, the United States has been found to be between the A and the L. All nations uh, will uh, attack Israel. And uh, God, Jesus will come himself in person to administer victory. We'll be coming back with him. Uh, that'll be our second advent as well. 
and we will witness this. He will administer this uh, victory, and the Jews will recognize him as the one they have pierced, and all of Israel will be saved. It'll be an incredible time. Israel, since they were exiled out of the land, have been living in a kind of a crucible as the Lord continues to refine the people to bring a believing remnant of Jews. And so they're going to hit the worst time in their history. Uh, uh, Jeremiah 37 says, a time of Jacob's trouble. And so we know that Israel is going to have to deal with wars, possibly a Psalm 83 war where they have to deal with the nations around them. They're going to have to deal with Iran and Russia and Turkey and those nations coming against them, which the Lord steps in. Then they've got seven years of tribulation where God is going to make it so difficult for them they have no choice but turn to the Lord. The decision will be so easy, either go with the Lord or not with the Lord. When Jesus comes back, we know that a third, a remnant of Jews, will come to know Jesus as their Savior. And into Jesus' 1,000-year millennial kingdom, they will be a priestly people serving under Jesus, receiving all the promises that the Lord has given them. So they have a terrible time ahead. They also have a great, wonderful future ahead as well. I hope you are finding the answers of our Bible prophecy experts to be as interesting as I did when I interviewed them. They have been responding to the question, what does the Bible say about the future of Israel? Thus far, I have interviewed nine of 16, and all nine have confirmed that Bible prophecy clearly states that the nation of Israel will continue to exist despite the fact that there appears to be no hope for the Jewish people. Of course, the key to all this is that the Scriptures say that He who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And that Scripture reminds me of this cartoon showing a tug of war between Israel and the rest of the world's nations. And Israel is winning because God has His finger on the rope on Israel's side. Let's return now to the answers of our Bible prophecy experts. The nation of Israel will continue to exist forever. It doesn't matter how many people want to try to destroy it. Uh, it doesn't matter if they have a commitment to remove even the remembrance of Israel, like Psalm 83. Um, they're going to be here. Now, they might, uh, they will, for a short period of time during the last part of the tribulation, God's going to remove them to a special place. I don't know where that is. Maybe somebody does. But they'll be brought right back in, and we'll have our, our thousand-year reign of Jesus. The Jewish people will be there. They're going to be there forever. Uh, so the, the history of the Jewish people is one that will not be terminated uh, in any way. Well, of course, Bible prophecy does tell us exactly what's going to happen. We don't have to wonder about it, those of us who, who study Bible prophecy. And, and from a pre-trib view in particular, Israel is going to become more and more hated. We see that happening in the news today. More and more hated, more and more isolated. Zechariah chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 says it will come a cup of trembling and a burdensome stone to the whole world. Certainly we see that developing. Uh, from that post rapture, Israel's not going to have any friends left at all. Uh, it's going to be finally a peace covenant made to ensure their security, but it's going to be a covenant made with death and hell by the Antichrist uh, system and the Antichrist himself signed that covenant. And from that, of course, Israel becomes more and more hated, and the most hated uh, nation in world history will become even more hated. It'll be worse than anything Hitler ever devised against the Jews. And then, of course, from that, Israel will uh, escape into the wilderness, uh, a remnant will, and uh, those who are believers, I believe, 
will be protected. Uh, some people think it's Petra. I'm not sure, but that's what uh, the thought is. From that, uh, they will be protected for basically uh, the last three and a half years of the tribulation, and uh, they will see their Messiah returning, as we see in Revelation 19:11, when Christ comes through those black clouds of the apocalypse and of the uh, of Armageddon, and uh, and all Israel, that is, all believing Israel, will be saved. The remnant will be saved to go into the millennium. So that's basically Israel, uh, as I see it, from a biblical viewpoint. Well, the nation of Israel is because it's living in the times of the Gentiles, and it's going to be climaxed with the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, the time of Israel's trouble. We're going to see increasing problems. Israel, as I understand, is under divine discipline. That's what the times of the Gentiles is, an imposition of judicial judgment and hardening on the Jewish nation as a whole. Uh, at the same time, Daniel 8 calls it the time of Israel's indignation. So it's a time in which God has them under discipline for the purpose of provoking faith ultimately in the Messiah and to at the same time, uh, let me just say, bring, bring them to the place where they're going to fulfill the divine role and destiny. And in the past that's been done by surrounding them with enemies, causing those enemies to cause them to come to a place where repentance and desperation, they cry out for their, their Messiah. And as we come to Zechariah, we see again Jerusalem surrounded by armies, uh, the focal point of that attack provoking Israel to, to, to mourn, to cry out for the Messiah to come and save them, to rescue them. Isaiah chapter 25 and verse 6 through 9 is a Pastor says, this is the Lord for whom we have waited, that he might save us. And, and so, again, part of the discipline that was imposed on Israel because of their violation of the covenant was that he would bring these foreign armies and he would put them under foreign domination and they would be cast out into other lands and serve other gods, as it were, because those are the gods of those lands. But in those places, they would seek him and they would find him, and they would be regathered and restored. And so that's, that's what's going on. Everything is done with a purpose, uh, even though it, it, it seems to be moving toward a terrible climax. That's all for the purpose of ultimately bringing in uh, the wonderful day of restoration and redemption. Zechariah 13.8 tells us that during the seven-year tribulation, two-thirds of the Jewish nation will be killed. It's going to look as though the Jewish nation is going to be annihilated. But also, Zechariah goes on to say that a third, that remnant, will look toward Jesus Christ. They will call upon him as Lord. And that is the day when we go into the millennial reign of Jesus Christ in which uh, ten men from every nation will grab the sleeve of a Jewish man and say, let us go with you because we have heard of, that God is with you, as is re uh, recorded in Zechariah chapter 8. So the worst time is ahead. It's going to even surpass the, the Nazi Holocaust in the tribulation. But the best days also are ahead for Israel in which we will see the nation of Israel as the supreme nation during the 1,000-year reign of Christ. Well, according to prophecy, Israel is going to go through a seven-year period of tribulation. Uh, we find this in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7, where he says, Alice, for that day is great, so that there is none like it. It is even a time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Israel is back in the land, but they're back in the land in unbelief, in preparation for a seven-year period of tribulation to come. People say, well, August, what is the purpose of this seven-year period of tribulation? Well, it is to bring unbelief in Israel 
to faith in Yeshua as their Savior and their Messiah. So they have to go through a seven-year period of tribulation. Uh, Zechariah chapter 13, verses 8 and 9 tells us that two-thirds of the Jewish people will lose their lives at the hands of the Antichrist, but a third will be brought through the fire, come to faith in Jesus Christ at his second coming back to this earth. So passages like Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7, Daniel 12, 1, Jesus, Matthew 24, 21, uh, there shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And of course, Revelation seven fourteen says there'll be a seven-year period of tribulation. So Israel's going to be in for a real bad time, but there's good news. Jesus Christ will come back and all Israel shall be saved. I believe that Israel is faced with plenty of good times to make them more attractive for the Arab terrorists to come down and snuff them out but also very perilous times, even before the, the rapture or possibly, possibly before the rapture or before the tribulation period. Because uh, much is said about what's going to happen during that seven years, but before that, Israel is going to become the target of the Arab world and Russia. Isn't that interesting? They're colleagues today. And they're going to come down against Israel, according to Ezekiel 38, well, 37, 36, 37, and 8, right through 9. And God is going to do what he did in the Old Testament when he brought Israel out of, of Egypt. He's going to show his strong arm. And eight times in those two passages, Ezekiel 38 and 39, he is going to show his strong arm so that all the world will know that he is the Lord. How? By saving Israel when they can't save themselves, or unfortunately, their allies will not save them. And that's where God comes in. But be sure of this. This is not the end of Israel. Well, prophetically, the Bible is always filled with a combination of good news and bad news. Uh, it's only bad news for the unbeliever. It's always good news for the believer, uh, the blessed hope that gives us hope to anticipate the coming of Christ. But for the nation and people of Israel, I would foresee several things prophetically. First of all, Israel will eventually, on the bad news column, suffer an invasion of several nations against her in the end times. I think uh, the book of Ezekiel and other passages make that very, very clear. Uh, on the good news side, God will dramatically intervene on Israel's behalf and she'll win that war. Uh, and uh, I think there will be a wave then of Jewish nationalism and excitement even that could lead to the rebuilding of the third temple. Uh, but on the bad news side, if they don't, through all of that, come to a real experience with Christ himself, then eventually uh, the Antichrist will deceive them uh, after the time of the rapture uh, into signing a peace treaty with him. He'll break the treaty, turn against them, invade Israel, uh, and uh, literally everything will go wrong. Uh, Israel will end up having to flee into the wilderness, and yet God will use those experiences of the tribulation period to bring many of the Jewish people to faith uh, in Yeshua as Hamashiach, the Messiah, that they'll come to understand that Jesus really is the Son of God. He really is the Savior. Uh, that the rapture has occurred and they've been left behind. Uh, and in the process of that, everything has gone wrong. God will raise up two witnesses to proclaim the truth of the gospel from among the Jewish people themselves. Uh, and then at least the 144,000 will be converted, and I believe many, many more than even that. 
uh, and God will do an amazing work in the hearts of His people and they begin to finally cry out, Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. And by the end of the time of tribulation, uh, I think you'll see a wave of conversions in Israel like we've never seen before in all of history uh, and uh, the dramatic return of Christ. And then the good news is the literal reign of Christ on earth for a thousand years from the throne of David in Jerusalem. So when things seem to be going wrong, we always want to remind ourselves God is always going right. He's on the throne. He knows what He's doing and God will fulfill His prophetic plan for the nation and people of Israel. Well, there you have it, the answers of 16 Bible prophecy experts in response to the question, what does the Bible say about the future of Israel? Let me try to provide you with a summary of what they have said about Israel's future, presenting the events in chronological order. Israel will soon experience a major war with her immediate neighbors, those with whom she has a common boundary, and she will win that war overwhelmingly. The whole Arab world will then turn to their natural ally Russia and appeal for help. The Russians will respond with a major invasion together with many Muslim allies, and this great invasion army will be supernaturally destroyed by God on the mountains of Israel. At that point, the Antichrist will emerge and guarantee the peace of Israel, enabling them to rebuild their temple in Jerusalem. This treaty will also mark the beginning of the tribulation, a seven-year period of unparalleled horror upon the earth during which one half of the world's population will die and two-thirds of the Jews will be killed. But God will supernaturally preserve a Jewish remnant through this Holocaust, and at the conclusion of it the Jewish people will be brought to the end of themselves and will accept Yeshua, Jesus, as their Messiah, resulting in the salvation of a great remnant. They will cry out, Baruch haba Bashem Adonai, meaning blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. That remnant will then enter the millennium in the flesh and will serve as the initial population of the state of Israel. Jesus will reign in Jerusalem as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. David in His glorified body will reign as the King of Israel. And to this Jewish remnant and their descendants God will fulfill all the kingdom promises that He has made to Israel. The nation will serve as the prime nation of the world, and through it all God's blessings will flow to the other nations. This is why the Bible says in Zechariah 8.23 that in those days when ten Gentiles see a Jew walking by, they will grab his robe and say, Let us go with you, for we know that God is with you. For more detailed information about the Jews in prophecy, I would suggest my book, The Jewish People Rejected or Beloved. In just a moment, our announcer will tell you how you can get a copy. Well, that's our program for this week. Until next week, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. We are pleased to announce that Dr. Reagan's newest book has just been published. It's titled, The Jewish People Rejected or Beloved. In this 230-page book, Dr. Reagan deals with a variety of challenging questions. Have the Jews ceased to be God's chosen people? Are they guilty of the unforgivable sin of killing God? Has God replaced them with the church? Have they lost all hope as a nation? Are they devoid of any role in the end times? If God still loves them, how can He allow them to experience the Holocaust? Dr. Reagan deals with these and many other questions regarding the Jewish people, and in the process, he reveals the evil of replacement theology and the tragedy of dual covenant theology, and he does so in simple, understandable language. 
This book can be yours for a donation of $15 or more, plus the cost of shipping. To order, call the number you see on the screen Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, or place your order through our website at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 